Hello, everybody. Listening to the Fairweather Podcast, your boy 2K Suave. I'm joined with my dog A-Rod, as usual. And uh, welcome back to the show, Mr. Mike Pless. What's Hello. going on, man? Good, man. How are you guys? Man, you know, just another day, another dollar, another week. <laughs> Time to holler. <laughs> um, Today, um, right after work, you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to get like a quick little basketball workout in. Uh, it started pouring, but... Literally, I didn't know that A-Rod's background was going to be uh, uh, Kobe Bryant jerseys, uh, being that when this episode drops, it's going to be 824. But literally, I kept it. It was thundering outside, raining. And I was like, you know what? What would Kobe do? Mama mentality. And I kept playing. I literally Mm -hmm. kept playing in the rain. So it's like, you know, sometimes it just just, that that mama-ness just comes to you, (laughs) (laughs) A-Rod. How you doing, bro? How you, what's, what you been up to, Mr. It's Real Kobe, Estate Guy? It's it's Kobe's birthday today, so so that's that's why I'm rocking it. Yes, tomorrow is Mamba Day, so yeah, get to hear this tomorrow, and it'll be eight twenty four. So it'll right. be good thing. But chilling, man. I went to a networking event before this. Got a little wine in me. Got a little liquored up. So I'm oh. I'm limber, ready to go. Oh, we about to get a we about to get a. Uh, ball to the wall, Paul. Nah, no, no, Happy no, no. A-Rod. <laughs> no, I know how to keep it professional, but yeah, a little networking event, lots of wine, uh, right. lots of so, lawyers. So fun. what we like to do, Mr. Plez, we like to kick it off with the uh, craziest, wackiest, or funniest thing that we've seen in sports over the last seven days. What yeah. say you? Yeah, I, I got to go with today uh, with Miami's quarterback, Tua, and Ryan Clark. Like that was pretty funny to me. That's just, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like Tua coming out with, uh, you know, don't don't speak my name. You know, don't let your name or my name come Keep out of your mouth. Your mouth. Yeah. yeah. So it's Fall. like that was pretty cool. And like, um, I guess I don't know. I guess the fat or like body shaming is is it's a bad. thing. Yeah, because you see, um, Quentin you see. Williams. Yeah, yeah, Quinny Williams and Mike Evans. Your Mike boy, Evans. Mike Evans. Yeah, Mike Evans calling him. Fat, I like Mike so. Evans too, man. <laughs> so I, I just, I just thought that was pretty funny with Tua and Tua stepping up and like you know defending himself and uh, and Ryan Clark and his comments. So it was pretty, Tua. pretty funny. Good for Tua. Uh, what about you, Rod? I think what I took away from that is two is really bad at shit talking. Like he couldn't find a way to like, oh, it was shit tough. Talk. He, he was, was trying, he was trying to be he nice about to be respectful it. And, and all yeah, that, right. but like, he, he sucks at shit talking. I mean, I love to, I wish the best for him, but you know, dolphins are going to dolphin nine and eight. Um, I think the craziest thing that I saw, um, uh, I would say, I don't know where Corey Davis retiring for me, man. I thought the the roster was was really good. Um, and my only thing thinking behind that is Corey Davis was probably going to get cut. Um, he didn't want to go out like that, so he just decided to retire. Um, we I think I think we all are in agreement that like where he was drafted in his draft class, he's been, I don't want to say a bust, but he's like underperformed for what pick he, he was. He didn't reach his full potential. Correct. Correct. He had a good year last year, but it it was very lackluster and the year before very lackluster. And I thought this year would have been a good option, but I I just don't think they had like uh, a solid path for him on the depth chart. 
Um, and then Dan Orflowski just comes out and just says like, oh, you know, the Jets without him are going to be fine. Like, you know, let the man retire in peace, man. Don't don't already start dragging his name through the mud saying that we're going to be fine without him. Like, he's he's a good guy. He's not a it's not a bad dude. But, you know, that's that was very weird for me to see him just call it call it quits when I know he has more left in him. And I don't know if we're on the actual day or almost to the day when Andrew Luck surprisingly retired. Uh, I don't remember the exact. I know it was August 2019. Uh, August, I, I got to remember the date, but he was only 29. Corey Davis was 28. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, who, who else? What was his name? Uh, linebacker for the Carolina Panthers. Keekly? Yeah, Luke Keekly. He was young. Um, so, it's, it's not. Sometimes you kind of just know, and you don't want to put your you don't want to put your body through that anymore. And then it's like more power to you. You know, you got your you know you got to your second contract. You did what you had to do. Uh, good for you. Kudos. Um, for me, and uh, mine is a little bit. I was a little bit more annoyed with mine. Um, so you know, I've been waiting for 15 years for um, this uh, Gator documentary to come out on Netflix, uh, The Swamp Kings. I, I ever since I I closely paid attention to that team, I've been like into it like i cannot wait for this to be a documentary because holy shit this team had aaron hernandez uh the ponty twins uh chris rainey uh tebow obviously i mean lou murphy they, they're joe hayden they had an amazing football team and a lot of criminals on that team as well and i've been waiting for this story i've been waiting for the story and then i watched the uh the uh, untold on netflix and i was very disappointed it didn't really it was like an interview of Urban Meyer. Like I don't, I don't care about Urban Meyer. Like it was literally a Urban Meyer slash Tim Tebow documentary. It was like Michael Jordan's uh, Last Dance. It was supposed to be about the Chicago Bulls, but no, that was a Michael Jordan documentary. And I felt like they didn't really cover. I mean, I heard Aaron Hernandez's name three times in that whole episode. That's it. I, I you know, and. Janoris Jenkins and all these, all the stuff, all the club incidents and all the stuff that we were, we've been waiting to hear in the light. They either don't have the story because they did a good job hiding everything or they just missed that. They just missed it to me. Like untold mm -hmm. and, and untold. I like this uh, Johnny Manziel. I like the, um, the uh, uh, Balco one. I like the, the last few ones that they've done this one. Not only did it wasn't just one episode, they spread it across four episodes and, and made me sit through, oh my God, it's stuff that I already knew. So that was a little disappointing for me. So <laughs> yeah, it could it could have been, you know, things they just couldn't talk about. Um, we don't know, but I mean statue know. limitations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought, you know, it was funny that they talked about some of the incidents and they're like, we just never got the police reports. They just they had an attorney at the school and he just he hid everything. Um yep you know, from public. So remember yeah. that, that lineman, he was talking about um, like the university of Florida runs the state of Florida. Oh, yeah. So like everything that happens on campus that might be detrimental, eh, go ahead and just uh, throw that away <laughs> here, mm -hmm. here shredded in this uh, in over here. So, yeah, I mean, it's like that, especially in the sec, Nick Saban's the hot is like the most famous person in Alabama. He's the highest paid person in Alabama. He mm -hmm. literally gets written in on votes every year for every single uh, you know uh, political position that they have. So sometimes, especially in the South, football is king, and you know depending on how good you are and or your school is, you can pretty much get away with murder. <laughs> and uh, 
I'm not saying that to be like blasphemous or crazy. Like I'm dead serious. You could pretty much. Uh, Aaron Hernandez had he had he done what he did in college, you know, not to speak of the dead and all that stuff, but he might have. I mean, he might have found a way out of it. So I'm just saying. But we we're not here to talk about the University of Florida. Uh, we're not here to talk about the Jets. Thank God. <laughs> I've heard enough about them over the last two months. <laughs> Me, too. Me too. I don't want to hear anymore. Uh, but we are going to talk about. Um, Part of the reason why Mr. Mike Pless is here, uh, Mr. Bucks guy himself. Uh, um, what was it? The real Bucks real report? Real no. Bucks talk. Huh? Real Bucks talk. Yeah, real Bucks talk. Real Bucks talk. What am I? Yeah. Real Bucks talk. Okay. So obviously, you know, we, you know, I, I tell you guys about the film and the videos and the draft breakdowns and the uh, preseason uh, practice video. I, I see it all, Mike. I, I pay close attention to your work. So. Obviously, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the NFC South and the AFC South today. We're going to start off with the NFC South. Latest news out of Bucks camp of significance. Baker Mayfield is awarded the starting job. When I thought, I read somewhere that Kyle Trask was sneaking up on him. So I don't know what happened. Uh, I mean, he he looked, you know, he's looked pretty decent uh, in, in camp from what I see. Uh, but Baker Mayfield, to me, rightfully so, unless... See how I would do it, you know. And uh, if I was the Bucks, I would start Kyle Trask and just tank so he can get Caleb Williams. That's how I'd do it. But uh, floor is yours, Mike. What, what do you think of the latest news? Yeah, I think it was expected. You know, Baker was you know brought in for a reason. I think he was going to be the starter all along. Um, it, he's a perfect match for the offense under Dave Canales, who's the new Buccaneers offense coordinator. It made a lot of sense. Um, and, you know, Baker's healthy now. He's coming into probably the best situation he's been in um, in the NFL, in my opinion. Um, he's got great weapons to throw to in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, and he's got, you know, plenty of talent in the running back room with Rashad White, uh, an offensive line that still has Tristan Wirfs on it, uh, that has a lot of upside there, moving to left tackle. So I, I just think it, it made a lot of sense um, going with Baker. He's got more experience. He's played in this offense before. Um, and, and with Kyle Trask, I thought he was coming along really nicely. He developed finally this offseason because he actually got work um, as opposed to the last couple of years where he didn't get any reps. Now he got reps and he looks just so much better, you know, quicker in his release, better confidence. And I think we could get a point to the in the like later on in this season where we could see him play. Uh, it just depends, like if Baker, Baker gets hurt. Or if Baker, you know, starts not playing it so well and starts throwing more picks or something along that nature, or they're just not winning games, you know, Kyle Trask could definitely come in in the second half of the season and you can see what you have with him. But right now, Baker is the guy. And I think I think he's got a really good chance to surprise a lot of folks and have success. Yeah, I hear a lot of people saying train wreck and oh, worst team. I'm like, I know. Like it's not like they got rid of the whole team. They got rid of an important player who was playing bad last year. So a lot of people and, say that because again, they had Tom Brady and they got rid of him and they, they think, Oh, you know, the Bucks are just going to suck now because Brady left. Yeah. Uh, not, not quite, you know, because there's still a lot of talent on this team and they personally, they got rid of the biggest problem, which was Byron Leftwich last year, the offense coordinator. And then Tom Brady just couldn't play in this offense because he didn't want to get hit. Mm -hmm. And and this type of offense where you have to hold the ball 
to throw it downfield, you know, more than three seconds, four seconds. Yeah, it's not Brady. No, no. And um, he did that the, you know, the first couple of years he was there, he held the ball longer and, and took hits and threw it downfield. But this last year, he just wasn't in it. Um, and I mean, he didn't have that much time to like really study. Like he's dealing with it. I mean, a literally a lot of distractions. Divorce. A lot of so distractions. That but early that, part of the season, there was just no down. You could just see him looking smaller and skinnier. Like he just everything was just off. And we know to right. play that long in the NFL, or you know, the, the Tom Brady's, the Kareem's, the LeBron's, like the people who are able to play that long, their routine is so routine. Like they're like a, any kind of blip to that kind of you know any kind of obstacle in that routine can kind of throw you off a little bit because they've been doing it the same way every right. day for the last. How many years, you know? So yeah, it's, yeah. It, but it's, with that, with that said, um, again, that's last year. It's it's a new year for for the Buccaneers, and and I like the direction that you know they're heading into for uh, this season. Um, what? I, and, and forgive me because I I didn't pay too much attention to what the, you know the moves that the Bucks made over the summer. But what what outside of you know the Leftwich um, firing, what moves did you guys make uh, this summer that you think might be a little significant? Uh, and what moves do you think they still need to make if if possible? Well, I think, you know, the biggest thing is they got younger and faster. So, you know, on offense, I think, you know, you got more athletic offensive linemen up front with, you know, you're adding a Matt Filer, who's a decent left guard. Uh, you got Robert Hainsey in there, who's probably going to start the season because we don't know what's going on with Ryan Jensen. Um, they drafted Cody Mock, uh, the guy out of North Dakota State, good athletic uh, offense lineman. And then they have Luke Gedeke, who's going to be the right tackle, probably the weakest of the bunch. Um, kind of struggled last year, but they move worth to left. Yeah, worse is going to be your left tackle, which again okay. I think is is the right move because yeah. he's your best offensive lineman. Yeah. Um, so you put him in a in a position to make a bunch of money, which he's going to get. Yeah. Um, and then defensively, I, I I love what they've done as far as just getting faster up front. You know, Kalijah Kansi, the first round pick, How's really good, really good player. Um, he's he's dealing Fair. with the calf. Yeah, he's dealing with a calf injury right now, but he's going to be ready for week one and uh, should be a lot of fun with him next to Vita Vea. You got Shaq Barrett returning from injury who looks on schedule, looks really good. Uh, And then they got Ryan Neal in the secondary, who I really like. I think that's a great addition for safety. Allows Antoine Winfield to go back to free safety, which is his best position and probably be an all pro this year at that spot. And you still have a really good secondary with Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean. And then you look at Levante David coming back, which was huge, uh, going next to Devin White, who probably will have his best season because it's it's money-making money, money making time right yeah. now. So. Hey, Robert, you've been paying attention to the Bucks at all? You know you live here, so you have no choice. <laughs> you know it, man. Uh, for our listeners, I just want you to let want you guys to know that Mike Plus is a diehard Bucks fan. So <laughs> some of the things he says, in my personal opinion, you know, we – I saw Plus last week and I was like, you know, I know you're going to come on. You're going to talk your shit. You're going to say what you want. And Are you going to mention the secondary, A-Rod? You're an overzealous player. He thinks the secondary is garbage. Yeah, no, I knew it. (laughs) You're an overzealous fan. So, like, I I get that. I I think the Baker Mayfield thing, like, I think it was inevitable. We all knew that was going to be the starting quarterback. I am happy that they're giving Trask playing time. He he deserves it. And that's what I wanted to see because, you know, he was a high – let's not forget, he was a Heisman candidate. You know, mm. Florida, however you want to carve it up. It was a weak class. I don't give a Kyle shit. Pitts. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He was Kyle Pitts had to catch the ball somehow. Yeah, so yeah, he right. was throwing. 
So I don't I don't care how you want to, you know, carve it up. I, I'm not a fan of Florida quarterbacks, Florida, anything really. They breed some guys that are good here and there, but I don't know. I'm just not a Florida fan, but I thought he was good and I thought he deserved his time, especially if you take him in the second round, because the last thing you want to happen is grabbing a player like that that can be the centerpiece of your of your foundation on offense for a long time and then letting him go to shit, i.e., uh, uh, Trey Lance situation right now in in uh, San Francisco. <laughs> um, so yeah, go figure. Last the last pick in the draft, you know. We'll we'll see what happens. But um, I'm I'm happy Baker gets a new clean slate here. I I think from what I'm seeing from him, he looks a little more matured. I've never been yeah. really high he's on humbled. him. I I don't want to say he's humble. I don't think he's humble at I all. Mean, at I, this point. <laughs> he's been on know. four teams in the last year that's his problems that's his own problem I, I think we wanted to get Ruth on the on the podcast tonight but she's busy with things she asked I, I watch her clips and I watch yours too plus but she asked him a question about how he feels about beating out Kyle Trask and he just said you know I think we're all in the locker room for the same reason is to win ball games and I was sitting in his you know seat last year dealing with the same thing and I, I had to you know suck it up and wait for my my name to be called. And when your name is called, you you go in there and you shine. So I, I thought that was admirable from him. I, I don't think he's humbled, but I think he's grown up a lot. Uh, we'll see as the as the year goes on what happens with that. Right. Um, as far as the Buccaneers, I mean, they really didn't make any signings in the offseason, in my opinion, that like woo you. They had to shed payroll because yeah. they had to get rid of all those big contracts they gave the one years to – to try and run it back, you know, with, with the, with the team. Uh, I did like the falling of the, the D line guy to you guys from Pitt. I thought that was, I was like, that's heaven sent for y'all just get another great defensive lineman that you're going to put up there. From Pitt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we know and the last I'm, one that they breeded Aaron Donald. I mean, they're, 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 they're already comparing him to Aaron Donald, which I don't see it. Um, no, different, but, different player. Different player, correct. I th- I think that's a, a crazy grade to give somebody coming in. But from the get-go, I remember people comparing him to Donald. Um, but I thought that was a good get for you guys there. Um, you know my feelings in the secondary. I won't even touch it. I, I think Woodfield's the only guy that's worth the shit there. Uh, I really like him. All pro. I think you're smoking a lot of weed if you think he makes all pro. What about, but, uh, what about he's really Dean? He's a really good free safety. How do you feel about Jamil Dean? Huh? Jamil Dean, for some reason, is like always at the bottom of people's like top 30 lists. And I'm like, I don't know how, but okay, (laughs) you know, I don't I I watch so many plays where the receivers or the corners get burnt by receivers. And, you know, Carlton Davis, I'm not a fan. I feel like every big play he makes, he makes a lot of big plays Mm -hmm. for every big play he makes tack on some kind of penalty to it and, and advance five yards on it. So that guy is a head case to me. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a fan of Carlton Davis. Um, I couldn't even tell you who the other safety is back there. Plus uh, Ryan, probably- Ryan Neal. Ryan Neal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ryan, Ryan Neal from Seattle. The signing that they made this summer that we already alluded to, even though you said there was no, uh, anyway, <laughs> you do one good for them. And the, the big, the big question for me, um, and I'm trusting plus on this, and I want to believe it. I, I really want to believe it that this kid Rashad White is going to be the truth. Like, um, I hear so I many mixed things about him. Like, plus, plus had him on his podcast, and he's yeah. he's a real he's a real humble, nice dude. Um, character says a lot for me about players. 
uh, your character is going to speak for me. And th this is way off topic. This is really way off topic. What I'm about to say real quick. I was playing 2K just, you know, because it was whoa, free. Whoa, whoa, what? It. <laughs> I was playing it. And 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 I was playing the my uh, my player. And they want you to be like a shit talker and not be a humble person in that game. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, Are how do you answer the question? It's like, yeah. I wouldn't say none of this shit. Yeah, I wouldn't say that either. Like, they want you to like, engage in social media, like, yeah. confrontation with your rival and shit. I'm like, this is so whack. <laughs> this is some kid. This is, this is literally Gen Z bullshit. They're eluding other people, too. So, yeah. um, way off topic, but, you know, the characteris uh, characteristics that Rashad White has and mm -hmm. the way he holds himself and he's been really just call my name and I'm ready to do what I need to do and and now's his time so we'll we'll see what we get out of it um yeah. and I'm I'm praying he does well like like KK said though I've heard mixed things but if there's anything I believe Plessin is is the running back thing everything else he says about the Bucks he's just an overzealous fan that's all <laughs> I'll say about that yeah and I mean like speaking of Ruth she's she was like Rashad White is a monster because mm. uh, I asked him like. I asked her like about the quarterback situation, then I asked her about uh, the running back situation. Like, is Rashad White really good, or like, what am I supposed to be expecting? Yeah. And she said he's a monster. So, yep. For you fantasy people out there, I don't know what that means to you. He should but... have a really, he should have a really good season. I mean, the the dude has it all put together. From you play fantasy not... football, Mike? I do. Yeah, okay. I play. Is I that, play with what I... round is too is is a yeah you know good enough round, or are you reaching for him? I I mean I I think I told Alex I was like you know third round or, or later I, again it just depends like how how quick the running backs are going you know in your draft but if it's our league it's pretty fucking quick he'll probably yeah that's true you probably you, you probably have to take him second round um that was that's probably the best bet but I I feel like he's gonna have a really a really good season um he's gonna get a lot of touches um be featured a lot in the passing game and and the running game as well Duke can catch run routes you can pretty much do everything so really excited to see him being utilized in, in the right scheme uh as opposed to last year where they decided not to use him and use you know Fournette who was injured and not very good it's you think just, he's gonna make a roster that's that's tom's boy huh do what lenny make yeah. a roster yeah. um i don't know i i hope he retires Damn, how I, old is he? I just didn't. I didn't like him. Uh, I'm not a fan. I mean, because he showed up to camp 265 pounds <laughs> and his playing weight is 230 or something like that. So, yeah, I don't know I just what the hell happened, but hey, wasn't a fan. Um, but yeah, really excited. To see we're body shaming again. Damn, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, body shaming. I'm where, where, where's uh, where's Tua? But yeah, um... Tua, I'm sorry, Tua. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, looking yeah. forward to uh, Rashad. I, he'll, he'll have a great year. Yeah, so I'm looking at his his uh, ADP right now. You know, overall on a standard is like 63 PPR, 65. That sounds right. Uh, so you know, we'll see, we'll see. All right. Um, and then for me, real quick, I just want to kind of touch on. <laughs> I just want to talk about Baker real quick. Um, 33 and 39 career record, 61 percent completion percentage, which is below league average. Uh, 102 touchdowns to 64 interceptions and 86.5 uh, quarterback rating. So this, is, uh, king. this huh? is your king. This is their king. Is this your king? Right. No, but no, like seriously though, like you take your fandom out of it, you know, you know, take mm -hmm. it all out. Right. We've watched this story a few times now where it's like, 
you know, Cleveland, you know, he had his days and then it, it just completely fell off, you know, and then mm-hmm. you know, he gets, you know, the, the, the maturity is not there, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's maturing, but like, do, do those numbers concern you at all? Yeah, I mean, it's concerning, but you also have to take everything into context and you have to look at the situations that he was put in. You know, Cleveland is where quarterbacks go to die. So mm-hmm. obviously he was drafted. He was already drafted to a bad situation. Um, and he took them to the playoffs and won a playoff game for Cleveland in 2020. And he also played under an offense that is very similar to what the Buccaneers are bringing in this year. So obviously they're trying to capture that 2020 season when the last time he was fully healthy, 2021, he gets hurt, has a torn labrum, can't throw to his left. So obviously bad decisions and forcing the football, they're not helping him out by running the football either. So you have to look at those contexts. Last year, he goes, he gets traded to Carolina very late in the offseason, shows up to camp, has to try to learn the playbook, get familiar with the pieces around him, a bad coaching staff under Matt Rule who ends up getting fired. So it was just a not a good situation. Then later he goes to the Rams, actually plays well because it's a system that suits him and fits what he does best, which is play action, rollouts, you know, moving the pocket. Uh, quick timing throws, all the stuff that you're going to see what the buck you know, with, with the Buccaneers this year. So you have to kind of break it down in, into that situation and look at the context. Now he's coming into a new new uh, place in Tampa, a great situation with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, probably the two best receivers he's ever played with in his career. Yeah, you know, and a good defense. Yes, a good defense behind him that is going to help I him mean, out. It, it, Right. The defense was it's not like the defense was the reason why they were losing games last year. No, no, no. They, I, I, they I, could hold on as much the, as they could. The right, defense right. was the reason just they throw won. on them. Just throw on them. The just defense was the reason they won games last year. Yeah. So it kept them in games. So when you look at all of that, I, I think Baker has a very good chance to have success this season. Um he's finally comeback healthy. Player of the year success. Huh? Comeback player of the year success. I think he's got a chance to have very similar success to like a Geno Smith type season. I think that's what they're counting on. Um, And obviously he's got to stay healthy and, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes, but I I like his chances to play well. The guy was the number one pick for a reason. um, And he's got a lot of, a lot of ability to his game. All right. We'll see. So speaking of number one pick, uh, let's, let's get to the Carolina Panthers uh, real quick. Just moving through the South kind of moving upwards actually through the South. Um, uh, so I looked up these stats uh, for Cam Newton, actually, uh, when his rookie year with the Carolina Panthers, he threw for 4,051 yards, 21 touchdowns, and then 706 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns in his rookie year. So obviously, you know, Carolina fans are thirsty for that again because Holy shit. Wait, I remember that first game he threw for 400 yards, back-to-back games to start off his NFL career. And he really put that that, that city on his back and, you know, carried on. I mean, got to that, that one season where they almost went undefeated and just barely lost it, uh, to the Broncos in the Super Bowl. So now all the attention and all the focus is on somebody who's not even remotely close in size to Cam Newton. Like, his, we're talking, we went from Superman yeah. to, like, Completely you know, different players. Yeah, you know, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, right? So, mm-hmm. do you think this is something that might be in the back of his head that I have to live up to it? And do you think he can live up to it? 
Uh, no, not necessarily. I, I don't think he's looking at Cam Newton and, and that history or, or the past. I think he's, you know, focused on right now. And, and they're two completely different players. I mean, Bryce Young is way more advanced as a passer mm-hmm. than Cam Newton ever was in his entire career. So when you look at it from that standpoint, I mean, Bryce Young, I think will have success, but he'll also have, you know, lows. It'll, it will go up and down. Um, I'm not really high on their receivers or tight ends or weapons around him. Um, so that is something that they have to look for. I think you're going to see a lot of Miles Sanders where they're going to try to run the football, obviously, and utilize him and see, you know, if he can elevate their offense with that, with the running game. Yes, Frank um, Wright. Is he, it's the it's the system that we know. We just going to run the hell out of the football. That's what we're doing. Yeah. And, you know, in their offensive line, I think, is coming together. They have some pieces, but it's still going to be a a pass rush where the, the opposing pass rush is going to be able to get in. And Bryce Young's going to face a lot of pressure early on. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be – yeah, it's going to be up to him, you know, to avoid mistakes. But still a rookie, so he's going to learn. He's going to get a lot of up and downs throughout the season. Um, but I, I do think they will be improved uh, from a record standpoint. And what did they finish last year? Was it like what three wins, four wins? No, they uh, all the teams finished oh, yeah. with seven, seven, seven wins. Seven, that's right. They yeah. all had the Bucks. To the Bucks won the division with eight. So, so. you think? <laughs> right. You think improve? So if they improve on the record, you think they have a chance to have like a winning record this year already? No, I think they'll be right in that same spot, like seven, eight wins. I just think they'll be they'll look better. They'll look more efficient at times because of the better quarterback play um, that they're going to be getting from Bryce Young. Uh, doesn't mean they're going to win, you know, nine, 10 games. Um, I just feel like they're going to make improvements. They'll make strides. What, what I like um, that they did this off season, because I'm always paying attention to like, you know, sometimes the moves don't really make sense, but they kind of, you know, in my head, I'm like, all right, now I see why they did that. Mm-hmm. They got some like grownups, that have been, you know, that have been around the block or gone through some things around him now. Like Adam Thielen, I mean, if we you want to go talk about like a, a movie, like, you know, a Disney movie or something like that. Adam Thielen's career is, is pretty damn out of nowhere, too. Like he worked his way into that team in, in, uh, in Minnesota. So, you know, the whole story, obviously, and he's done great for his career. I think having somebody as solid as him um, in that locker room is going to be good for somebody like a Bryce Young. Uh, they also went and got, uh, I think, DJ Chark, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, they, DJ they, Chark. Uh, and then, obviously, they changed the coaching staff from the incompetence that they had the last couple of years to somebody who just won a Super Bowl as an offensive coordinator a couple of years ago. So he knows how to be in a winning uh, situation. Indianapolis, who we'll talk about later, I can't really say the same for them. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, ultimately – I think they're going to be fine. Now, it's just a matter of, like, looking at – I have to look at their schedule, so I don't really know who they're going to be playing to try to kick it off. But kind of looking at the landscape of the South, you know, I always got to rank how good a team is based on the quarterback, right? So you got Baker, you got Derek Carr, you got Bryce Young, and you got (laughs) – was it Desmond Ritter? Desmond Ritter. So, like, quite frankly, at this early age in his career, he's probably – already maybe the second best quarterback in the division. Because, uh, like, I mean, I'll say Derek Carr. I'll give him that. Uh, Baker, if I had – I mean, if you, if you told me right now I had to pick one of these guys to carry my team for the next 10 years, I'm picking Bryce Young over Baker. Oh, I, don't, sure. I haven't even seen it in, yeah. in the NFL yet, but I just know maturity-wise I'm definitely going to take Bryce Young. 
sure so yeah, i don't disagree so so yeah i think i think this you know i was talking about upside la- i mean uh windows last week as far as like who has a championship window uh obviously they don't have a championship window and it's not there yet like nothing's close to opening but now that you have the guy, you know, like remember Russell Wilson, they built around him. Uh, Jalen Hurts, we're building around him. Now that you have somebody they can trust, it's time to start building. And I think this is the time where the South is kind of down right now. It's like a anybody can win the the, the, the NFC South now. So it's it's very it's it's a it's a it's a good time right now if you're one of these young guys that think you can take your team to the next level. But uh, a Rod, any uh, impact or um, in input on Bryce? Um, I'll, I'll be quick as I can. Uh, I was speaking with Jamal today and him and I on the same page as this, like for quarterbacks to be great, I think they need to sit. I don't care where you're drafted, make them sit, man. Like I know Carolina's fiending for it, but look who's, at the, back, who's the backup? Andy Dalton. And I think oh. Andy Dalton is a serviceable quarterback to get yeah, you. Yeah, you're right. But it's the problem is that they traded up to get that number one pick. They traded capital to get that number one pick. So now we need to see our ROI quickly. I I understand that, but you'll get more ROI if you let him sit and he gets to learn. And I I think that's the better move. I do like Bryce Young. I do like the moves that they're making. Um, A Kong Wu on the, on the O-line signing of Fleming. Um, Mm -hmm. The O-line starting to come together. Uh, It's, it's young. The team is getting young. Mm -hmm. I thought getting rid of DJ Moore was kind of dumb, but you know, it's a business. But you bring in, like you alluded to, um, Adam Thielen, who's been around the block. He's a likable guy. He's a, a locker room guy, an old head. He's he's serviceable. DJ Chart, I feel like teams give up way too quick on him. And I think he's got something to prove. Um, and you got Chenault and you've got Terrence Marshall. I think that's a good little young core with a veteran there to, to lead it. Uh, Miles Sanders signing is great. Now you have an official running back on the team right. after you decided to move on from your best player who didn't want to be there, which I don't blame him. And then Hayden Hurst, you know, he's he's quiet, but he's, he's, he's put all, yeah, his he's number. Um, I, I just think what has to happen is the defense has to to fall into place and 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 gel and, and work well. But as far as the offensive side, I think they have the tools to be successful and and make a push, but yeah, I think you know, seven is the ceiling for wins for them for me. I would say, but I'm I'm a personal believer in sitting the quarterback, you know, letting him sit. And his his when his numbers. Did I just his, tell you what Cam Newton did his first game? <laughs> yeah, I understand that, but in his that, first year, sometimes you got it and sometimes you don't. <laughs> sometimes, you, but let's look at the the history from what it's been proven in the NFL for most starting quarterbacks and the ones that become. Joe star- Montana started. We're going way back. Let's let's look. Peyton Manning started. All right, never mind. I'm. What am I? I'm. I guess Patrick Mahomes is not a good example. I guess. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is not a good example, and Tom Brady sure is. Aaron Rodgers is not a good example. Aaron Rodgers had a great regular season career. What what are Super Bowls? I see one. Fourteen thousand years ago. (laughs) All right, he's got one. He's got one more than any of than Cam Newton has. He has one more than. Bryce Young has right now. He's got MVPs. He's got Bryce of Young hasn't even played an NFL game yet. Shut up. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying. I said I'm, I'm, that's my All thing. Right. I'm, I'm cutting. I'm cutting yeah. you off, Mike. <laughs> Mike. So before I move on to the next team, I'm going to do the, uh, the same thing. So as a Bucks fan, mm-hmm. what's your level of fear versus Carolina between one and ten? 
One um, being <clears throat> not at all. <laughs> yeah, I would probably say like a four. Um, four. Again, that just goes to the rookie quarterback. Uh, so that's going to hurt you at times. I mean, obviously, he'll have the ability to elevate um, their play, but mm-hmm. it's going to just be in waves. So the inconsistency is going to be too much to overcome for them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would probably the only reason it's a four is because I do like their coaching staff that they brought on and they still have a pretty good defense when it comes to Brian Burns and some mm-hmm. of these other guys, Shaq Thompson, and they still have a lot of good players on that side of the football. Right. All right. Now the last two teams in the division, we got the Falcons, we got the saints. They have their own little rivalry going on over there. Um, mm-hmm. So last year, you know, there was um, Andy Dalton, the the quarterback. They back up to Bryce Young now. So it's Andy Dalton with the combo of Jameis Winston, um, and they had a pretty decent city, uh, season considering you know all the things that happened first year without Sean Payton. Uh, Carolina, so I'm not Carolina. I'm sorry, Atlanta did not have a horrible season. <laughs> like they literally played well enough to almost get into the playoffs. And to me, this summer, they've made a lot of small moves that I'm really a fan of. Um, just getting veterans and grown-ups in a, you know, in a locker room. Because at the end of the day, they do they have a young offense. You know, they got young um uh young quarterback, what is it, second year, third year? Um, second year. So they have young running back who's the talk of the town, could could be the next Adrian Peterson or something like that. Um, you know, they got a young wide receiver. It's like it's and tight end <laughs> like so Kyle Pitts is 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 like damn where are my targets and Drake London is I'm that guy so a very young nucleus on the on the offensive end so I think the, the veterans that they brought in I'm, I'm a fan of but mm-hmm. between those two teams like level of fear um uh Mike who uh, would, you know, prob- where would you, how would you rank both of them as far as level of fear for you uh with the Falcons probably lower so I'd probably go with a two just because when you look at their team, I, I don't really trust Desmond Ritter at all. Yeah, that's, um, that's I, a I, big problem. Yeah, I, I do look at, you know, what they have around him. I think there's some upside there, obviously, with Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Got an okay offensive line. Um, they're going to run the football a ton because with Bijan Robinson and Cordell Patterson, they also have uh, Tyler Agier. Mm-hmm. So they're going to run the ball a lot. Um, and when you're matching that team up against the Buccaneers, it just doesn't, doesn't um, put any fear into me because the Bucs are excellent at, at stopping the run. So, um, so B. John Robinson doesn't give you any fear. No, I think, I think again, he's a rookie. I think he's going to have his, his ups and downs. Um, so I, I think, you know, you can scheme around that. I think you can find ways to stop him uh, defensively. Again, they're still young. I don't think they have the pass rush needed. I, I know they signed Bud Dupree, but he's kind of, you know, he's been there, done that, but hasn't really shown much lately. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, secondary, I, I do, I do like Jesse Jesse Bates. That's a good mm-hmm. addition, the free safety, but don't really put a lot of fear in me because I think they're just going to be too inconsistent on both sides of the ball, kind of similar to Carolina. So kind of have them finishing third and fourth in this division. So then with the Saints, um, where were you, where are you with them? The Saints are going to be neck and neck, I think, with the Bucs uh, right there for first place because you add in a Derek Carr who, again, you know, good enough, I think, is how you can rate him. Uh, he does have some prone to turnovers, um, especially when he faces pressure, like all quarterbacks do. Um, but, you know, it just it's 
it's hit and miss with them too, because you have to see what happens with Michael Thomas. Is he going to be back fully healthy? Um, then you look at Chris Olave, who's I think a really top end receiver. Um, but the, the big issue with them is they lost a lot of pieces on defense, especially up front. So it's going to be a new thing on defense for them. You've got guys stepping into roles that they haven't played before. Secondary is still really good. And they have one of the best linebackers in the game and Demario Davis. Uh, but and one of the I, best defensive ends in the game too. <laughs> Cam, Cam Jordan. Yeah, is yeah. good, but he's just not that. He's not that pass rusher that he used to against be. you guys. He wreaks havoc. <laughs> well, sure, sure, but Tristan, <laughs> Wirth, Tristan Wirth still owns him. Um, you know, but yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens there. Uh, I do think they have a chance to obviously win that division, um, but it'll just come down to how does that offense going to work with the new dynamics of you know Michael Thomas in there and can Derek Carr be consistent? <laughs> so. Like, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. And also Alvin Kamara's out, you know, uh, with, you know, the suspension. How many is like uh, what, three games, something like that? Three games. They yeah, did bring well, in Jamal on. Williams, who is a very good signing. I do like that move. And they got that rookie that, that I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about him in camp. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think the same. I mean, so I was comparing Andy Dalton and Derek Carr as a uh, career stats mm-hmm. and they're virtually the same quarterback, but Andy Dalton in a lot of metrics is better than Derek Carr. So, you know, everyone's so, I don't know, especially A-Rod, everyone loves Derek Carr and, you know, protect right. him. Yeah, and yeah. Like, A-Rod wanted Derek Carr. On yeah, I know he so, did. Yeah. Over Aaron Rodgers, because he didn't trust that this all, anyway, yeah, we're not going to go there. Gonna leave. We're I mean, not talking yeah. about the Jets. We're not talking about the Jets. <laughs> Derek Carr is a slightly worse quarterback than Andy Dalton. So, why you know? Do you think all this? Oh my God! And you know, wherever he lands is going to make a difference. You think that's there's any anything to that? Like, do you think James will well, take this job? Think so. <laughs> you want my take? Go ahead. I think I think when you're put in a position like we always say about the Raiders, which is a bad run organization, yeah. they don't know how to draft well. They don't know how to keep players. Their players vehicular homicide and kill people on. Vegas Boulevard. Yeah, new let's, 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 leave, let's leave him out of it. Leave I'm him just saying, it. like, it, it's it's call a spade a spade. The organization doesn't, like, control their players or have a good chokehold on their players, don't know how to draft, don't know how to sign free agents. And I think Derek Carr's just been playing to the beat of the drum, like, we're going to get it right one year. We're going to get it right one year. Now you come into a situation where the Saints are a well-run organization. They know how to retain players. Are yet. they? They are. They, Sean they, Payton is not walking through those doors no more. And matter. It before matter. Sean Payton, they were trash. And after Sean Payton, I mean, shit. What am I? What am I supposed to expect? <laughs> yeah, Dennis. Dennis Allen's a little questionable, but he, he is questionable. But he knows it. But yeah. I think. I think regardless, whatever you want to say about Sean Payton, being my opinion, I think the Saints are a well-run organization. I think they got it right. I think they got the right pieces there to be successful. Now it all comes down to is Michael Thomas really ever going to play a game of football or are we just being bamboozled by him every year and the idiots who draft him in fantasy get your three weeks out of it and then get ready to drop his ass. But I think I think Derek Carr's coming into a good situation. They have a great offensive line, which the Raiders have never had. They have good running backs, which the Raiders have never had outside of Josh Jacobs like two years that he's been there. They've got good wide receivers constantly. They're drafting them, coming in, in and out. And the defense is always stacked. So the Raiders, I could never say one thing on there that's like, oh, man, 
You had Darren Waller for a bit. You got Devontae Adams. There's not much else there. Khalil Mack. Yeah, Khalil Mack went out real quick when he was there. Taylor Jones. Taylor Jones. Max Crosby. Yeah, a lot of those guys are short. Mark Cooper. Hey, like none of those guys are there but except for. It's not for like they haven't had the talent. The talent's no, been they there. Haven't. They, they haven't had the other pieces around them. I feel like the Saints have other pieces. You got Demario Davis. You've got uh, Sewell right next to him. You got another linebacker, the secondary. You've got good other secondary. You got a good line. You got good. Like it just makes Isn't sense. Here everybody just mentioned Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper. We're talking Name about guy. Sewell. Guy. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, man. Whatever. I think he's going to be good. I think the Saints won the division. That's what I think. And the Falcons, they're young. Desmond Ritter, I don't trust him. Bijan Robinson, I hope he has a good year. Um, and the running back room is is there's like three guys that keep hearing in camp like Patterson's gonna have a job, uh Algier's gonna have a job, and Robinson's like third on the death chart, which we know that's a lie. And the running the wide receivers, whatever, and Kyle Pitts do better, bro. Other than that, <laughs> Falcons don't scare me at all. All right, between the two teams, last question on the NFC South. Do you have the who do you have winning the South, Mike? Uh the Bucks. Of course you do. So yeah. um, they're, between... they're the best defense in the division. They're just more complete. I think it's going to be right between them and the Saints, but I think the Bucks, the Bucks uh, have the edge there. I'm picking the Saints because I have to compare the quarterbacks. And as much as I, I'm, I'm not crazy about Derek Carr. At the end of the day, they're similar. The teams have similar rosters, similar talent, right? Yeah, I got to choose fair. who's going to be the best quarterback between the two of them. Yeah. I, I have to go with Derek Carr just because. He tr- he does actually want to play. He's all no one's ever questioned his leadership. Like this is somebody who you know you can trust. You know, dating your daughter kind of situation. So it's like okay, cool. So I I, I got to go with the more mature one. So okay. I, I go with, you know, you know probably the no, that's that's fair. Eight and nine, yeah. nine and eight, both of you guys. We'll but, talk. We'll we'll talk at the end of the season. Hey, look, I mean, I don't root for. I'm, I'm not rooting against y'all. You know, now that Brady's no. gone, I'm back on the bandwagon. It's okay, all good. So it's all I'm good. riding that. <laughs> but uh, all right, cool. Any, or anybody that you between those two teams that you must have in fantasy football. Between which teams? The, between the, the Saints and the and, and the, and, uh, the Bucks? and the Falcons. You think Bijan's gonna oh. live up to all the hype already? I think he'll have a pretty, I think he'll have a solid year, but I just feel like there's going to be ups and downs. Um, mm. And it, most of that is going to be geared because of the quarterback. Um, so a lot of defenses are going to come in. They're going to try to stop that running game. Now, if they are smart and they find a way to utilize them as a receiver, that's where it could get dangerous. Um, but again, it's, it's the trust of the quarterback. Can Desmond Ritter elevate his game to another level? Um, to help out B. John Robinson. That's that's where I just don't see it happening. Hey, Rod. Chris Alave. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alave, well, yeah. fantasy that's football, yeah. Have. Chris yeah. Alave will probably have a really good year. He's he's the deep threat. He can do a lot of different things. Yeah. He'll be the high target. Uh, Especially against that Bucks legendary. <laughs> <laughs> right. And real quick, you know, with B. John, just real quick. I watched. I was watching a documentary. I told Arod about this a couple of weeks ago. It's like a YouTube documentary. It's nothing real, but it was watching Barry Sanders' career. And you want to talk about somebody who never had anything quarterback, receivers, nothing. Yeah. Boxes were loaded up against him, no matter what. Mm-hmm. He ran for like fifteen hundred yards every single year he was in yeah. the NFL. Oh, so 
different if you're time, special, different time back then. If you're, but they were loading the box still, nothing changed. Right, but the, athlete, Peterson, the athlete of the player is Adrian different. Peterson. Yeah. They knew that he was going to run the ball thirty times a game, and they couldn't stop him. So sometimes the talent's there. It's, if it's there, it's there. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, if he's that special, yeah, definitely it could happen. You sound like a skeptic. <laughs> I just, I, I am. Just, I know. If you played for the Bucks, you wouldn't be saying this, but hey. Ah. <laughs> All right. Move on. We're going to the AFC South. Um, the, the most uh depressing division in all of football. It's like last year. Jaguars. Um, now we got the young the young quarterbacks and the and the uh what is it, three or no no CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is is not a you know, yep. you know, rookie, Still, but he's young. And then uh young. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, yeah. T- Tannehill's uh, old ass, but they also have Will Levis and right and uh, the other Malik, kid. Yeah, yeah so de- it, depending on how the season goes for the Titans, right? So looking at all the teams, you know, I, I wanted to start off with the with the rookies, right? We talked about Bryce Young in the last in the last segment, and uh, now we have another rookie quarterback here um, between um, Jesus Christ, C.J. Stroud, and Brian Tannehill. No, Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. God, drawing a blank. So, who do you think is more set up for success between those two? We're looking at the Colts situation, you know, and we can talk about um, Jonathan Taylor, honestly, as well. Like, that's a weird thing to be walking into as a rookie. Um, You're already pretty inaccurate in college, and they're wanting you to be Jalen Hurts already. So, yeah. They got that I'll I'll make it. I'll just make it easy. Um, CJ, CJ Stroud is set up for much more success because Anthony Richardson is just, just not ready. Uh, raw talent, unbelievable. Like he can do everything, but CJ Stroud is just more developed, more advanced as a quarterback, as a passer. Uh, I think he'll have good, solid success. I don't know if it's going to lead to wins because their defense is still a little shaky. Uh, but I think offensively they could do some things, especially, um, with the coaching staff that is there now with DeMarco Ryan's, I think, uh, he'll put them in, in good positions. So I like, I mean, watching D'Amico Ryan's at, in San Francisco, like same thing I see with Salah for the Jets. Yeah, he has very, that very Robert Salah in him. Like you can just, damn, I want to, I want to run through a wall for this dude, right? So yeah. I think it's just that alone, because you know, I, I just had Shane Steichen on my sideline in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, he's a good offensive coordinator, but it wasn't like he was the architect of that whole offense. Like, that had a lot to do with uh, um, Sirianni, uh, mm-hmm. with our, cur- our current offensive coordinator now, who came from the University of Florida, Brian Johnson. Right. It was a collective. So it was like kind of like uh, the Chiefs when they had um, Doug Peterson, Eric Bieniemy. you know, all, they had all that stuff under Andy Reid. So just going off of coach alone, I, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll go with the Texans now just because, you know, D'Amico just has that thing about him. Now, as far as the players are concerned, um, you know, it, again, I, I, I've obviously struggled with, you know, I, I watched him play live twice. So I've seen it and I'm like, God, guys, he's so like, you know, you you know, like, oh my God, that's the athlete on the field. Like, you know, like if you were an alien and you fell from earth, I mean, from space to earth and they said, identify the athlete, you're pointing to Anthony Richardson. So, mm-hmm. and you can see that some of it's there, some of it's there and it's not refined whatsoever. And I don't know how he's going to get that refined with 
you know, a, a running back who's not probably going to be there or, who, or does not want to be there or we'll see what happens. Um, a, a, a wide receiver and Mike, Mike Pittman and, you know, he's, I mean, he's okay. You know, it's like, I know A-Rod's a fan, you know, USC guy, but he's okay, you know? And then, and then a subpar offensive lineman, he got some, obviously got, uh, was it Quentin Nelson, but I don't know, like, it doesn't see like it smells right in, in Indianapolis, uh, personally. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just off the rip, yeah, Houston just – I mean, the last game I watched C.J. Stroud play, like the, a full game, was the uh, game against Georgia that he played his ass off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he played his ass It was like when Jalen Hurts bought to Patrick Mahomes. He played his ass off, but Buddy couldn't make a, a field goal. So, uh, A-Rod, compare the two situations, what you got? I agree with Pless. I think Anthony Richardson isn't ready. And I also agree with you. I think it doesn't smell right in Indianapolis. I think Indianapolis was getting the pieces together and they just like were playing Jenga and they pulled out the middle one and the whole sh- or the one on the side. Literally. Fell, man. <laughs> I don't get it because I, I thought they were putting together a really good team and for like the last two years, I was like, this is my dark horse team. And they I'm... were trying to be do like what the Bucs just did with the Justice Day. Like, yo, just go get the quarterback. The Rams, same thing. Just go get the quarterback and we're going to be good. They yeah. tried it over and over and over. didn't work. Now yeah, it's man. like, fall. it's all literally fall, falling apart. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like it. And Anthony Richardson, like, I like the dude and the fact that he wants the city of Indianapolis to like him. I know I was reading that they had to like pull him off the field from signing autographs for way too long. So I like that uh, from his character. I just, you know, looking at college tape and like plus said raw talent, the talent is, can be there. He's a raw athlete for sure, for sure. Pause. But other than that, like he's being thrown to the wolves once again, I think sit him, sit him. I know you dropped him high, but sit him. Um, I do like CJ Stroud. I've, I've come around to becoming more of a CJ Stroud fan, watching him play in preseason. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's like, you, you can't hate the guy. He's, he's Robert Sala type of dude. And he came back, he came back to the team that he played for. <laughs> yeah. But you, we all know what happens with blackhead coaches in uh, Houston. And yeah, thanks for your, two, thanks for your, thanks, two for, years. thanks for a year of yeah. service. Next. Yeah, exactly. We'll see you later, buddy. Um, <laughs> I like the way that they drafted. I, I thought they had a really good draft getting two of the best players in the draft and yep. and Anderson and and uh, CJ Stroud. Yep. Um, the receiving core, you get Robert Woods there, who's a veteran. Uh, I think that's good for the locker room. I think Robert Woods has been around the block a few times with some teams and can give some knowledge to the kids. John Michi, we, we're waiting for that breakout. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, I think they're just super young and they got to figure it out. But if you ask me now, what team would I lean more to? Shit, I'm a huge Shaquille Leonard fan, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lean more to the Houston side of stuff, man. Because mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor wanting to leave that doesn't smell right. Yeah, like what what did I, I understand? It's like paying these running backs. I understand that's a, a whole thing. I, I get that, but. Yeah. They have a Jim Ursay issue. That, yeah, that Ursay, he's, 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 a, he's the big problem. He's a loose cannon. So, but, he, wants to, uh, he wants to be Dr. Buss, but he ain't Dr. Buss. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's the loose cannon. But I'm going to just say real quick, uh, uh, kind of just alluding to the Jonathan Taylor situation. Um, y'all do remember, short, you know, my memory is so, like, forgot. It's, we have short-term memory. 
Um, Lamar Jackson, they said, go find a trade partner. <laughs> and he came right back and signed his deal. Um, Look at Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. They told him, go find a trade partner. And he came right back and signed his yeah. deal. So, like, this is just, it's just hardball. Honestly, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, it's a business. And the agent somehow always finds a way to get the player to just no, do it my way. Even though sometimes, you know, like, bro, I'm just trying to go play football. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't speak for somebody who's in that in those shoes but the way i see it i'm like i'm getting 11 million or i'm getting 15 million i'm still getting freaking eight figures like shit sign me up for that so and obviously you know the, the security but like bro you i don't want to talk about finances right now but like, come on man like i i for me i'm like bro i'm just happy to be making these millions so um i i think as especially how close to the season we are no one's gonna like they say there's six teams that are that are expressing real interest in him the only team that's gonna pull the trigger that quickly is somebody like like not to speak about the eagles but we're we're like uh uh what's his name uh holly roseman is a loose cannon like Mm -hmm. he will pull the trigger um but you know a lot of teams are not going to be willing to do that maybe the rams if they were, were good enough would pull that trigger the jets would probably right now pull that trigger but there's really no team right now that I can see that's just going to be like, we got it. So, like, for example, like Philly, we didn't pay Miles Sanders just so we can go with our $6 million uh, room of, of running backs. Why are we going to go get this guy? So, yeah. we got to would give be, up. It would be cool to have Taylor Swift. <laughs> I Listen, I would love, because Taylor Swift is from Philadelphia, by the way. She's an Eagles fan. So, we have... Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift, Jesus, that's 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 just perfect. So, uh, but you know, back to the Jets. I mean, at the Jets, God, look at me. Just come on over, baby. Just look at me up. thinking about the Jets. Long story short, uh, AFC South. Who do you guys have winning it? Oh, Jacksonville. I like Jacksonville. There's a lot of shaky pieces there with. You know, Etienne, people are like not very high on him and saying he's not capable, but he, but he seemed pretty capable when he took the starting reins last year. Um, you got Calvin Ridley coming back and he looks hungry. He looks like yeah, he doesn't. He go here like, to pay off them checks. He looks, <laughs> like, he looks like he don't want to touch a dice ever again, is what he looks yeah. like. Yeah, you, talk about, you talk about fantasy, draft that guy. He's going to have Oh, yeah, oh hell yeah. He's, he's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> he is on um, my list of must I, drafts. I, I, <laughs> Yeah, I I like I like Jacksonville to win it and Tennessee. Um, and uh, before before you uh, even go, because obviously the reason why I actually you guys have winning, because we know the Texans or the Colts are not going to win a division. It was going to be between Tennessee and Jacksonville, right? Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence has definitely made that leap, and now he has a Super Bowl winning coach to to help him do that. Whereas Tennessee, for whatever reason, gets disrespected every year. Last year, you know, they really did shit the bed, but. They find a way to be like winning 12, 13 games for whatever reason, right? And Mike Rabel, you know, we talk about coaches. He's a pretty damn good coach. Oh, no, he's, yeah. good. he's good. So I, I think it's going to be like Bucks and Saints for me. It'll be like very close. I have the Bucks going two in the division, but not like in the cell or anything like that. I think like one or two games behind. It's, it's going to come down to them again. And maybe just like a couple of years back where we saw uh, the Colts and, and the, the, um, Titans were in the neck and neck for the division and just someone had to win and it happened to be the Titans. I, I think it's going to be really close. 
So I, I have it opposite. I have Jacksonville just running away with it. I, I don't think Mike, it's you be... just stole it from me. Yeah, I, I think feel I think exactly how you feel. <laughs> I, I think Titans take a, a step back, actually, um, just because their offensive line, I think, is not going to be very good. Uh, you still have Derrick Henry, who they're going to rely on a lot. Um, but the inconsistency of Ryan Tannehill and then defensively kind of kind of suspect in the secondary um, a front seven. That is OK. Uh, I think they have some ability there with Jeffrey Simmons, but I, I think they take a step back. So I see them around six, seven wins. I think I think Jacksonville gets at least 11 wins and takes Yo, a major we are step the same up. Freaking yeah. page. I was like, yeah. the Titans do find a way to do what they do. Right. Like whatever reason they do it. But it's time for them to kind of like rip, rip it off, you know, rip it up and put it yeah. back together. Whereas just, Jacksonville. This is something about DeAndre Hopkins for me, man. Yeah, you I mean, could, of course. You but could throw the, the ball 30 yards in front of him and somehow he can't. He didn't it. change life in Arizona. That you, you watched that, 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 I did. Uh, I did. what do you call it? Uh, hard knocks or whatever. That's, you that's watched because, it. That's because Pipsqueak was the quarterback and was like, yeah, wanna be, yeah. I oh, want to grow up. I, oh, I, I started. I started watching that. It, it was interesting. I haven't it's finished it. It's so much dysfunction, so I can tell. Yeah, I haven't it's finished so it, like, but it's gut-wrenching to watch. Like, the whole time you can tell the motherfucker's going to get fired. He's just like, hey, guys. Okay, uh, I need you guys to go there and do some drills. Uh, so maybe there is a script. Maybe there's really a script because, damn, he was on cue. <laughs> I don't think so, man. It just yeah. – they. I mean, they alluded to the end, but it's it just – we've been saying it for a long time, Arizona doesn't smell right. But yeah. I'm a true believer that – Mike Vrabel is a good coach. He gets the right pieces. They play for him. He's he's kind of like a a seasoned Robert Sala and a seasoned uh, 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 Ryan's. Like guys will run through walls. He's the only one from Belichick that that know how to coach. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I agree. Okay. I mean, that's uh, good points. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I just feel Jacksonville is just going to be Same. night and day above the rest of the teams because i feel like last year was just a stepping stone for them and now they're going to take a big jump uh forward really like what they have and now you bring in calvin ridley that's the one that's the one it's going to be a good x factor i think the defense is is good enough um we'll see what they can do pass rush wise but yeah i just feel like they take a step forward everything you said i i i check off so we're all we're we're on the jags a Rob might be on the Titans. He might change his mind, but oh, I said Jags. I said Jags. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. 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 All right. Cool. Now, um, um, moving on. Still staying in the NFL. I'm not sure if you saw Mike that we put on our um our, our top ten quarterbacks. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying I want you to give us your top ten, but okay. I'm kind of um. First of all, A Rod, I want you to talk about your list. But my question for Mike before, uh, before um. Who out of the right now? Because you know it's a quarterback award when it comes to MVP, right? Right. Looking at the landscape of everything, who has the best chance uh, to to win MVP? And then I'll, I got the next question later. We'll talk. We'll start with MVP. Who do you think right now? Just the way the makeup is, yeah, this guy's probably gonna win MVP next year. Yeah, it's it's tough because you got a loaded AFC. I think um, you know a lot of the top quarterbacks are going to be battling out. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers now with the Jets. You got Patrick Mahomes, who's probably the odds and favorite. Uh, and then you look at, you know, Josh Allen. You look at uh, Joe Burrow. So all these guys are top end. Um, I think Justin Herbert is going to take a step forward. I, I really like his 
ability. I think he could put his himself in the conversation. With the coach with uh, what's his name? Yeah. Hmm? Tell him more. Yeah, yeah. I just I feel like he's gonna have a really good year, and I like the additions of what they made at receiver, and mm-hmm. so yeah, MVP for me. Um, I would probably just I take the easy way out. I'll go with Patrick Mahomes just because that offense. Dark horse. Is, Give me a dark horse. A dark horse. Yeah. Oh man, um, I have the quarterbacks pulled up here. Let me. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence would be a great pick, actually. Um, the dark yeah. horse, not obvious pick. No, I mean, yeah, I'm looking. I'm no, looking I pick. think Trevor Lawrence would be a, a a good good pick. Actually, dark horse, I would say uh, Jared Goff. You look at Jared Goff's numbers last year. I thought it was really good. He had a really good season, and Detroit is on that level to take that next step. He could be a guy that gets in the running just because it's a weaker conference with the NFC overall. And he could definitely put his name uh, up there. My dark horse would be Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. So all my, all but my, he's top, already won it as well. All, all my top 10, um, A-Rod, I want you to give you a your top 10 as well, but let me just say my real quick. But, I got Mahomes one, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Kirk Cousins. And the 10th spot was hard for me. I was between like 50 guys, but I put Dak in there so people don't think I'm a hater. So I made Dak my 10th. Quite frankly, I don't really give two shits about him. I don't think he's that good anyway. But, you know, just just for the for the appeal, like, you know, I put him on there. Um, and in looking at that list, you know, Mahomes, you know, he should be winning it every year, right? Joe Burrow. He's the he's to me is just the Peyton Manning to the Tom Brady, right? Like he's just gonna be oh so close, right? Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, but I look at what they put around Lamar Jackson this year. Whoa, there's no more excuses anymore. Like you got a receiver, you got another receiver, you got a tight end, you got running back galore, you got the offensive coordinator. They they they've done something and they gave him the money. Now it's time for him to go out there and just prove that you're that 2019 again. And I think his goal is going to be to be that 2019 again, which was a unanimous MVP season, right? So that to me is the all right. This I think he might just go ahead and win it. But a Rod, your list and your dark horse. Um, all right. Before I go on my list, I just want to tell the people who follow our page. Just like the picture, man. Y'all critique us like hell. It's our list. Let us be, man. No, no, no. Critique. I love it. No, I know, but we got eleven. We got eleven comments to four likes. All right. Just, I don't. Hey, hey. I like, should definitely like it and share like it, it on your page. Share it to your friend. Post it on your story. It doesn't cost you any money to do that. You know what I mean? But anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. Just like our shit, people. God damn. All right. So first, of course, you got to go. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's definitely number one. Uh, two, I put Jalen Hurts. I think he accomplished a lot last year, and I love his leadership. Uh, I want to put Joe Burrow too, but I'm putting him at three only for the fact that he gets hurt and like the O line is a little bit shaky. And I know we use it as a crutch all the time, but he finds a way still. Um, two and three are very interchangeable for me, but I'm going to put Joe Burrow there just going into the season. Uh, I put Aaron at four. Uh, because I think he's happy again and he has he's set for success there. And I think the Jets are going to, you know, do big things this year. Can I'm I stop not... you real quick? Yeah. So a lot of people 
are like, you know, from based on the comments that we're seeing, Aaron Rodgers, like, whoa, Aaron Rodgers top five? Mike, can you just interject real quick, right? Where would you have Aaron Rodgers right now ranked in your, you know, top quarterbacks right now in the NFL? I, I don't think A-Rod's off there. Um, yeah. You know, Aaron Rodgers is still one of the best quarterbacks in this league. Of course. Uh, you know, and with the skilled players, I think him and Garrett Wilson will be a lot of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now you add the running game that they're going to lean on for Aaron. He's not going to be called on to do as much as he had did for Green Bay. I, I think it's going to be really fun to see what uh, he can accomplish um, under, you know, this system that he's going to play. And also Nathaniel Hackett, he's already worked with him before and had really good <laughs> seasons. So, yeah, I'm, I would put a rod in the top five for sure. I don't okay. think that's, I don't think Thank that's you. out of the realm. Thank yeah, you. I don't, I, I don't think it's it. out of the realm. Definitely a top 10 quarterback for sure. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Now, a rod back to you. Cause I know you watch hard knocks, right? Speaking of a a rods, right. You know what I like about him? His relationships are like real. Like they're for real. For like they're big. Him and like him and Randall uh, Randall Cobb. Oh my God, they're like literally brothers, right? Him and Nathaniel Hackett. Him and former coaches. Like you know, and you were alluding, he's happy again, right? You think that's gonna be? Do you think this is like you know this is like a do or die kind of year? Because like he's I've never seen I haven't seen him this happy in a long time. <laughs> I don't I don't think it's a do or die year. I think he just demands perfection and has people that have the same wants and desires as him around him and surrounds himself around that and at the same time has fun like i love the relationship that he's making with sauce like the handshake is ridiculous it's funny (laughs) funny smoke the blunt put it out on somebody now so i i I love it um there's a new i'm gonna give you some sneak peeks of the hard knock stuff there's a new uh there's a clip going around on on social media one of the players uh got a t-shirts made for the entire locker room and it said uh out of the dark and into the city and he's giving it to everybody into the in the locker room and it's based off Aaron Rodgers coming out of the darkness and coming into the city so um uh I I think he just wanted to love football again and I think in Green Bay we talked about this last episode there's no ownership the front office is in shambles of what they really want to do. It's cold a guy, shit. Like Aaron, a guy, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you you should respect. He's done a lot for your organization. He's made, you know, champion or he's won a championship and he's created uh, uh, a winning model there for you. And you really haven't had to do much but go into the draft and get players. Now the Jets have money to spend and they can get stuff for him to make him better. Right. So I just think it was falling in love with football again for him. So um, I got Aaron at four. At five, I got Josh Allen because I'm I I think Josh Allen, I think he's a great player, but I think we romanticize and fantasize, pause about all the things about Josh oh. Allen way too much. Um, I think every year we're expecting him to make MVP and and he just shits the bed at the right time of the year. And we're like, that's what we were expecting. You know, I I want the I like actually, no, I don't. Let me take that back. I don't want the best from because he's in my division and I need to win a Super Bowl before I die. Um <laughs> But but I'm just I'm not buying I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid of Josh Allen. I think he's good. He's in my top five, but he's not my top two, three or four. I'm sorry. And if you don't like that, suck it. All right. Uh, all right. Real quick, real quick. So because I want to focus on one player. Right. So you got Lamar six, Herbert seven, mm-hmm. um, Trevor Lawrence eight, Kirk Cousins nine, Geno Smith ten. 
Uh, anybody can go. Like the 10 spots, anybody can go in the 10 spots. I like, I like Geno yeah. Smith at 10. That's I good. put 10 because he made a big leap, and I was very, very impressed of his maturity. Exactly. That's why. Exactly. And that's why he deserved the award that he won. So, But I want to awesome. focus on Justin Herbert really quickly uh, for the two of you guys. You know, we've expected so much of Justin Herbert every single year. Like, literally, like, he's supposed to be, like, God, basically, the way they, like, they talk about him, right? And I mean, does he have any? He doesn't have any playoff wins, right? Uh, don't think. I don't so. don't think so. So, yeah. zero playoff wins. You know, he 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 relinquished twenty seven to zero lead and against Jack, against the guy who is like his prototype uh, in Trevor Lawrence over there. And you know, we San Diego slash the L.A. Chargers. For the last how many years now, we've all been closet fans for the Chargers at some point. It's just natural to be a closet fan of theirs. And it's always like, oh, we got LT. Oh, we got Phillip Rivers. Oh, we got Sean Merriman. We got this. They've had so much, but they can't ever just put, even the years when they go like 14 and two or whatever, can't win a playoff game. It's just, it never really clicks. And a lot of heartbreak. I I look at Justin Herbert and I do think he's skilled. I do think he's talented, but. I'm always I'm all about organizations. Like, can you overcome your organization? No one has been able to figure out Cleveland, and I don't think anybody ever will. Um, like, there's this organization that you just can't overcome, and it's not like the Chargers are horrible. You know, they they have a lot of a lot of regular uh, winning seasons and a lot of you know they have a few Hall of Famers. But what 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 do you do? You think Justin Herbert's career is, is going to be like another Philip Rivers, or do you think there's actually something there that what, maybe they can actually like pull it all together? I, I mean, yeah. Go, go ahead, ahead, Alex. No, you go ahead, bless. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I was just, I was gonna say. I mean, you know, the coaching with uh, Brandon Staley, uh, it's it's been up and down. It's been a little shaky on yeah. his end. Um, yes, but you know, this roster, I think they've put some things together. I love the draft pick of Quentin Johnson um, to pair up with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, and I think Justin has everything he needs to take his game to that next level. It's about consistency and, you know, understanding certain situations, when to be aggressive and when not to. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be in that Philip Rivers conversation. I think he has an opportunity to, you know, eventually make it to that big game um, and get into the Super Bowl because he is that talented. Um, and you know, the AFC is loaded. Yeah. For years yeah, the, to come. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so, I don't think it's going to be a detriment to him. I think he's always going to play well, and I think he'll continue to grow and, and get better. Um, and unfortunately, he's only one guy. It takes, you know, a whole team to, yeah. to win a championship. So there's going to be outside factors out of his control that it could end up, like you said, like a Phillip Rivers, where it just doesn't happen for him. Um, but I think they'll be always in contention uh, to to make that run. So – and before you go, Aaron, because I was I just wanted to um, kind of disagree with you on. I know he's only one guy, right? But I've seen there are certain people who would just walk into the locker room. Tom mm-hmm. Brady walked into that Bucks locker room, and everybody got better. Like every single human being in the locker room got better. Aaron Rodgers walks into that Jets locker room, and everyone just seems like they've just gotten better. Tim Tebow walked. I watched. You know, we watched the the uh, Untold. Mm-hmm. Tim Tebow walked into that locker room. And dudes was working out at 12 in the morning instead of going to the club because Tebow wanted to work out at 12 in the morning. So Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, if that's you the have next that, step he has to make. Do you think he can be that guy that 
everyone's just like, you know what? I want to follow him like that. Because he seems like a quiet kind of leader to me. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, leadership is, you know, that was always talked about when he was coming out in the draft. And that's probably the the missing piece that right now he has to work on and find a way to elevate, like you said, elevate guys around you to reach his kind of level. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is something that, yeah, I mean, he's going to have to take that step. But also, I mean, you look at last year, that playoff loss. I mean, you can't put all of that on him. <laughs> I mean, he, he put him up enough to win that game and so just every, Matt Ryan every, against the Patriots and to yeah. me, Matt Ryan and Justin Herbert, but also to, the same career, <laughs> but also to some of your examples. I mean, you talk about Tom Brady, Tom Brady had the best organization around him. I mean, they right. ran everything very well and uh, he just, he did his job, you know, to, to quote Bill Belichick. Um, and also oh, he's God. probably one of the best quarterbacks of all. He probably is the best quarterback of all time. And Tom the Brady, most accomplished so. quarterback yes. of all time. Hey, right. I think, you know, we allude to or I allude to two things about quarterbacks. There's ones that make players around them really, really good. And then there's guys that just, you know, command a locker room that players will run through a wall from them. And, you know, Joe Burrow's that kind of guy. I know he's really, really young, but he did it right coming out of college. Um, and I think Justin Herbert, like, let's not forget, he was the second quarterback taken in that draft. Everyone was high on Tua. Heard. They didn't draft two. They drafted two before Herbert. So it was Joe Burrow, Tua, and then Herbert. Okay, third, third. Okay, and all I remember seeing in college was Justin Herbert. Like Joe Burrow came out of left field because the year before I saw Joe Burrow or uh, Justin Herbert, and I was like, man, this guy, this guy's a clear cut number one prototype. He's the prototype. Yeah, really good. I I think it's it's too it's too small of a sample size now. He's going on year four now. Um, he should start picking up steam, getting to understand the league, getting to understand his team. But I think the biggest problem with the Chargers, and I think we talk about it, is the head coach. I think Staley is just not the right guy for the job. He made a questionable call last year. I remember we were like, what the fuck is going on here? Why is this guy not fired? Uh, It's not a call. He's made a lot of questionable calls. Yeah, and you you – you allude to this all the time. You say um, some guys are just glorified offensive coordinators and some guys are glorified defensive coordinators. And um, that's what it is. I just see him as an offensive coordinator. But I think Justin Herbert, uh, being in the top five, being in the top 10 quarterback talk is an honor in itself. You know, top five, that's that's tough. Of 32 teams, top five, that's really, really tough. But the Chargers are consistent. The Chargers have a good team. They they put out a product. If they can get it right, I think the sky is the limit for Herbert, and Herbert can leap into that top five. I I have all the trust in him to do it. I just think that there's something brewing in L.A. that just doesn't seem right, and it's all with, like, the Austin Eckler thing and the Staley keeping him. Like, there's just yeah, a I lot mean, of – I think they'll overcome that. That's just – I mean, business is business. Unfortunately, yeah. it just sucks. But... I know. I know, but I'm just saying like that, that just puts one thing in like your head in the locker room. There's a guy who's kind of disgruntled, but he's going there to do his job. And it just, it's just, Austin Eckler's a good guy. If it was like Eddie Curry, Curry, I'd be like very concerned. (laughs) What I tell you, and like not to allude to the Jets, but what I tell you, when Quentin Williams is signed, everything will be good. And when everybody's happy and everybody's paid, locker room looks good. That's all I can say. So, I, I think Justin Herbert has the potential to be top five. 
hell, I, I could put him at top three if he gets his shit together and gets it right. But I think he's just got some some things to work through. And it's 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 just year four. The, the guy's going to be in the league another like 10 years. It's going to be OK for him. All right, cool. And do you have a dark horse for MVP, or do you have somebody other than Mahomes for MVP? Oh, I'm, I mean, I have Mahomes to win the MVP. If you say, so Josh, who's your dark horse? I said it, uh, Trevor Lawrence. That's Trevor, my dark okay. horse. So, you 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 you're you're buying everything you see over there in Jacksonville. You think he can make that leap to MVP status? I I'm buying it. I think I think for what we preach all the time is for young quarterbacks that you throw into the fire right away. For them to be successful, put a team around them. And Jacksonville is doing that. They saw Calvin Ridley and they're like, oh, he's just got a gambling addiction. We can fix that. <laughs> so, you know, they, 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 they go and pluck him from the Falcons, who, which $1, I think. $1,500. Oh, yeah. $1,500. Shit. Um, I, I think they're getting the right pieces. They're shedding the, the right piece. Like Leonard Fournette, I was like, why did you do that? That made no sense to me that you're going to get rid of a guy that's been the bell cow for your team, scoring all the touchdowns, putting the points on the board. And I saw why he was disgruntled and he didn't want to be there. He's he didn't lazy. Like <laughs> I don't think he's lazy. I, I, I think he was with the Bucks. He was, he wasn't lazy when they won the Super Bowl. He got busy for the Bucks, but in that the year, but now he got the jewelry. He was like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis, 2.0, you know, didn't want to show up to practice in, in, in shape. So I think to be successful, you, you put pieces together. And I think the Jaguars have done that. I think the Chargers have definitely done that. Well, at least in the secondary, they just get secondary players every year. So maybe they should call the Bucs and say, this is what we do. But you know, I'm not going to drag on the Bucs. I think putting players in the the position to succeed is good. And Jacksonville's done a great job of that. All right. Cool. Cool. My last question on the quarterbacks. I'll start with you, Mike. Um, mm -hmm. Who do you think out of all 32 slash 64, whatever quarterbacks in the NFL, is it under the most pressure this season to, you know, like to, to prove themselves? Because if it doesn't happen this year, it's, it's, it's not going to be looking good for you after this year. Like, who do you, who do you got for that? Um, I'll go with uh, Brock Purdy. I think. You Already? Know, you, yeah. He's got a lot of pressure on him because that team is built to, to win like now. And they're, they could be right there in the Super Bowl. They're that and good. And could be as, giving up on Trey Lance too. Right. Yeah. Trey poor, Trey. Poor, yeah. Trey. <laughs> poor Trey. He's just, he's another guy that was super raw coming out. Didn't get the proper development yeah. that he needed. Um, and he got injured as well. So that didn't help him, but it's like Alex Smith 2.0, but, uh, <laughs> but Brock Purdy. Yeah. Brock Purdy has a lot of expectations wow. on him, um, to, to be the guy and, you know, to deliver, uh, at least be consistent. And that's what he was last year. So, I mean, We'll see. We'll see if he's the real deal or not. But yeah, a lot of expectations yeah, for that's, that that's, team. That's the, I mean, you're right, but that's that's just he's only a second year player, Mr. Irrelevant, you know. Like, yeah, I, I just I don't the pressure shouldn't shouldn't be there because yes, he had a great end to, to the last year and unfortunate injury in the playoffs. Yeah. But I mean shit. If I had to name an, if I had to name another guy, it'd probably be Derek Carr. Uh, because oh, yeah. again, of that contract that he got, yeah. there's high expectations yeah. for him to be that missing piece for the Saints, and I I just don't see it. I think I, like I think one. he's gonna I think he's gonna fall that one face, I like. <laughs> but, but yeah, Derek Carr I think has a lot of riding on him, his shoulders. A Rod. Um, I would say, I would say Dak. Dak is the guy that like has the most pressure like 
you know, they already took Zeke away from him, his, his best friend. And Jerry Jones, you know, is probably crying in his bed right now. And they're like, they've just, they took the landline out there so he can't call Zeke and like, just, I miss you and all that shit. <laughs> I feel like Dak's window is slowly closing, uh, closing in, in Dallas. And we're, we don't pay attention to it as much because Dallas a, has a mess, a mess of, yeah, franchise. Dallas just has this. You, you, you referred to this a long time ago, KK. That Jerry Jones has an infatuation with his players. Oh, he loves yeah, he loves them more. He does. He, he lets that get in the way. And yeah. I think Dak, I've been high on the guy for so long, and and I just watch him, you know, shit the bed really bad. Like he'll go and I'm sorry, plus I know you don't want to hear, it, but tear the Bucks apart in the playoffs in one game. And I, I was saying the Bucks are going to win that game, and and they laid down. Um, had no chance. But the next game, he gets, you know, torn down. So I I just think if they don't put the pieces together, because I can think like three years ago, the team was way better than it is now. The pieces they had on that team, it was way, way, way better. And it's it's like we're running out of money. We're running out of time. You're not getting any younger. Like, what are we really doing here? Like, and we're paying you all this money. So I feel like Dak is one. Um, another one that I feel like, and people might not like that I say this, might be Josh Allen, you know? Yeah, why a, do you steal my shit, bro? I just think Josh Allen, like... I, I agree. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they give up on him. I I don't think they're going to... Like, he's too good to give up yeah, on. Yeah, they won't give up on him. Yeah, no. But but I, I think some, like, something is yeah. brewing there with the wide... With, with Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. I think Stefan Diggs is, like, eating those words that I didn't... Like, not to lose the Jets again. I think he's alluding to like I didn't want to go to the Jets, you know. Like, yeah, I bet he would love to be there now because I think he would have more fun. I just think that they come up short every time, and they put there's talent everywhere on that team. Every player on the on the Bills is all pro potential or or Pro Bowl potential, and he just makes bonehead plays when he doesn't need to make. He'll beat the big teams, but he'll lose to the Bears, and like you can't lose to the Bears. Loss. Like that is detrimental to your record. Well, how about this? How about this? Somebody who was we were just talking about him getting fat shamed early on, and he just got <laughs> drafted right before Justin Herbert Tua Takalavoya, right? Or however, I hope I said that right, Tua. I'm sorry, Tua. I mean, we're, we're talking about pressure. They're in the kind of a not. I wouldn't say he's in the same boat as Josh Allen because Josh Allen's proved more, but Tua is, is in a in a level of pressure as it is because he's got the head injuries to think about in the back of his mind i know pun intended and his performance on the field needs to be consistent because everyone's been real hard on him so i mean what do you think about tua i mean tua too i would also say kirk cousins as well kirk cousins has like a prime offense to succeed in he's too likable of a guy (laughs) i know but but like he's still i know love that man (laughs) i know they love that man same thing with josh allen like i know he said the n-word in his tweets when he was in high school but like he's a likable guy now so i i I feel like there's a lot of quarterbacks that teams are thinking like we got to get younger we got to get the right guy in here um we can't be coming up short in games like this but yeah, I feel like two is definitely one as well. I, I mean, that, I feel like that's the obvious one. Like you're, you've got this guy on the rookie contract still. You can extend him to year five if you want. I think they picked up the fifth year option. I don't remember. But yeah, he's he's got to be healthy. And if he how can't, close, how close is he? Do you think to not being the starting quarterback of the Dolphins next year? Because you got to think. They, I don't think they're going to be bad enough to get a good quarterback out of the draft. And who's going to be available for agency? 
I I really don't know. Um, time will tell what will happen, but I I think I think two is the the clear. I I love the guy, man. I just right. wish he could be healthy, man. I just mm -hmm. I hate seeing him not healthy. I yeah. I just he has to be healthy, and he has to play well. And we and if history proves itself, when he was playing last year, he was playing pretty well when healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, just when we saw the the hand thing go up, like the crip sign, I was like, damn, man, this might be the it for to hang it up. Um, but I, I don't know how that O-line is. I, I haven't really looked at, I know they got a guy from Dallas and some other, but I feel like if you want your quarterback to be successful, like I always keep saying, you set them up for success. And the first thing should be the O-line and then the weapons. They've got the tools on offense. We all know that, but the, the O-line's got to be there to protect them. So what about you, Mike? Tua. Oh, I think, you know, two is a good quarterback, but like Alex said, it's, can he be on the field? You know, you're only good as your availability. So if, if he's healthy, he's, he's a very solid quarterback and he put up good numbers when he's out there. So I don't think there's any time soon where they're going to move off, you know, from him. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I like him as a, as a quarterback and he's a great fit in that, in that system that right. Mike McDaniels runs. And yeah, I mean, he's just gotta, he's gotta be out there. If he's out there, he makes plays. So we'll see. All right. Well, that's all I got with the end of National Football League. A-Rod, I would like to give the floor to you. What's Ooh. on your mind? What 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 has been turning in your mind for the last however many months, years, days, whatever? Um, I mean, I'll I'll start off with today's Kobe Bryant's birthday. So it's it's you know a sad day, and then tomorrow's Mamba Day. So, you know, rest in peace to one of the the best to do it. I have a I have a love hate relationship with Kobe Bryant. Uh, it came back to love uh, towards the end of his career, but it took me a while to like understand the way Kobe Bryant was for the longest. I always thought he was just a punk ass kid that ran Shaq out of there, and then mm -hmm. I kind of saw, you know, what his mentality was. He wanted greatness, and I could see Shaq. I could see Shaq's sides. I could see his, but I understand Kobe now. So rest in peace, Kobe. Um, for me. What's been going on, man? It's it's been a it's been a whirlwind for New York sports for me, man. The the offseason for the Knicks, you know, getting rid of Obi Toppin, that's been great for me. You know, I don't got to worry about Nick Wilkie sending me shit about <laughs> Obi Toppin anymore. Um, there was actually a clip of him cussing out Tibbs in the locker room after the the win. Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Gee. Um, <laughs> so uh, Nick sent that to me, and I was like, uh, but. I'm excited for basketball season, hoping for, you know, things to pick up and they pick the ball up from where they, they left it off and keep running with that same team and gelling and getting the right guys in there that know what the assignment is, not guys that want to leapfrog and be selfish individuals, kind of like Obi is. The Yankees, Oof, it's just the Aaron Judge show. It's just the Aaron Judge show. Everybody else is like, they're done. They're done. Um, by, a, by, a thread, <laughs> by a thread to make the playoffs, and I don't think they will. Um, but I'm really excited for football. You know that. Um, I don't want to talk about them today. You know, watch Hard Knocks, see my excitement. There's a lot to be happy with this team. Uh, but I'll throw it a plus, man. I don't want to talk about my shit. Talk about well, what's on. Sorry, real quick. Aaron Judge had three home runs today. Yes, he did, sir. Three home runs today. <laughs> and a grand oh slam. God. One of them was a grand slam. I picked them in my in my parlay so to to hit get a hit. They had to be point five. I said point five. Let me get let me smash that real quick. But yeah, Mike, what you got going on, man? 
Uh, I mean, just really excited. I mean, this is my favorite time of the year. Um, you know, you get football coming up, college football as well. And then you have, uh, you know, playoffs for, you know, baseball and, um, you know, basketball starting. So really it's like every sport going at once. And it, it becomes like Alex said, a whirlwind where you, you know, kind of get overwhelmed, but it's awesome at the yeah. same time. Um, but yeah, just really looking forward to, uh, this Buccaneer season, really excited about the content that we're putting out for uh, real bucks talk. And, oh, yeah. and thank you guys for, for having me on. It was a lot of fun and yeah, I can't wait to, you know, look back at this and, and be correct. So, oh. <laughs> all right. So we got, we got the bucks winning the division. What else, what else, did, what else, what else we were bold statements today? <laughs> uh, I think, I mean, there wasn't Jacksonville any runs away with the division. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could be right there, but Jackson were running away. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not like the Bucks can't, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I just and, feel, you know, Baker's going to surprise a lot of folks. I, yeah, I, I think I, this, this offense is yeah. going to be a lot better than it was last year. They're going to be able to put up points. I think, you know, a lot of people talk about the offense line being a, a, a weak spot, which it, it could be. Um, but I just feel like the offensive coordinator has a lot of smarts behind him. And I think he's going to put these guys in the best position uh, to be successful and using analytics uh, for the first time in a long time, just it's going to make a big difference for the, for the offensive side. Using it the right way too. Cause yeah, yeah. some people just rely too much on the analytics. I'm like, look, you got to put a human element into it real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, only thing for me that's on my mind real quick. Um, uh, Team USA basketball, I love Team USA basketball for what it does for the individual. Cause like when they get back to the NBA, i.e., you know, Paul George got back and he was better. Kobe came back, he was better. Mm-hmm. LeBron came back, they were better. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times they go, they do this, you know, this couple month long thing, and they come back to the NBA and they're better players. And mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards, boy, <laughs> yeah. boy, boy, like next year, my two, like if I, if I was a gambling man. My two people I put money on to win MVP is Anthony Edwards and Luka Doncic because Luka Doncic, for the first time during the summer, is in shape. And he's playing for his country, so he's actually going to show up in shape. He's been showing up into uh, to you know to these NBA seasons kind of overweight and have to play back into shape and mm-hmm. still putting up gaudy numbers. So for him to already be showing up in shape, I, I gotta say, Luca Luca's yeah. definitely gonna be what a have I been saying about Anthony Edwards, though. What have I been, I've been saying this about Anthony Edwards. For yeah, a we long. knew, but like this yeah, is you know, like this I, is the I, time when he had to be find the captain. The find that clip where I said he's better than Ja Morant. Find that clip. I we think did happen as a poll question. That's, that's easy. That's an easy decision. I I I think the problem that he had in Minnesota, he was hampered by who wants to be the leader on this team. You had D'Lo, you had Cat, you had him, and he was like, I'm the clear-cut guy. I feel like Cat's Cat is a not a leader. <laughs> Cat is a clown. Cat is yeah. a clown. D'Lo is an even bigger clown. And, yeah, Anthony Edwards is him. What You he, he saw the interview. Whatever sport you want me to – whatever you yeah, want me to whatever you, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Whatever yeah, you want just – but I just hope that um, – because, you know, the, the FIBA champ, World Championship is coming up real quick. We don't really have a presence in the middle as a center, like – we're relying on uh, uh, what's his name from, uh, from Memphis, and they're playing Paulo Bancaro at center. And Paulo <laughs> Bancaro, like, come yeah. on, bro, like, oh, yeah. does not make sense. And he's I love be, Paolo. He's Blank. gonna, he's gonna be great this year. So I, and I don't know if you know this, Mike. I'm a 76ers fan. 
and I'm uh, I'm I'm probably I'm, I'm probably entering free agency as a fan because I'm kind of done with the Sixers. Pick up the Magic. I've always been a uh, like a Orlando Magic sec- is my second team team. Yeah. Or really good that. I might just be picking up Orlando as my team. Yeah, <laughs> so. Franz Franz Wagner, and yeah, yeah. they're gonna be really good. KK, you can KK, you can like the magic for one year and then jump back to the 76ers. It's okay because magic will put you through the same. I've done it. I mean, when Dwight Howard, when Dwight Howard went to the magic making the playoffs, I was a big fan. All right, Mike, go ahead and uh, plug your uh, plug where we can find you. (laughs) Yeah, uh, guys, you can check me out at Real Bucks Talk. Go to YouTube, type in Real Bucks Talk, Uh, subscribe to the channel. We appreciate the support. Uh, you can find us on social media as well, Twitter or X, as I guess you call oh, it now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, you can find us on there, and um, yeah, got a lot of great content out. Um, it's mainly Bucks related. He does, but, y'all. He does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of fun. We're, we're very excited uh, for the season. Hey, Rod, where can they find us at? Less always a pleasure. One day we'll get Mark. I swear to God, one day, <laughs> one day, one day it's coming. One day we're gonna get Mark. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at or X at fair underscore weather pod. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Just search the Fair Weather Podcast and where you subscribe or listen to podcasts. Uh, you can catch the audio there. Words of wisdom. So I just saw on uh, Instagram a couple of hours ago that some some chick was getting sponsored by Mr. Car Wash down here in South Tampa. We could definitely get a sponsor if that's the case. Like <laughs> Mr. Car Wash, all there's the money laundering these car washes do. There's two of them. There's there's East Gandy or West Gandy, so we can get one of them. We could get yo. We could definitely get um that one that has uh, he's on every corner. What is it? I don't even know what it's called, but yeah, car washes, money laundering, and car washes are hand in hand. Uh, and so be no careful who back. you use as your sponsor. That's all I got. <laughs> Ace. <laughs>